When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome to Help Me Be Me. I'm your host, Sarah Mae Bates. I'm a writer, director, mom, and a breakup coach with an MAMFT. And this podcast is kind of like a personal relationship in that I talk to you like you're my friend. I provide tools to help you feel more grounded, empowered, inspired, and most of all, help you see yourself. This is aimed at creating more harmony and happiness in the relationship you have with you so you can better guide your life and also be better to those you love. Take what helps and leave the rest. This is not a diagnosis for treatment. If you're really struggling, call your local emergency services. Hi friends. This is an episode I'm calling Your Balanced Life, and it's about course correcting. So this is for reorienting your path toward what you want, including autonomy and balance. So it's related to your relationship with your life and also your relationship with others. So there will be a little bit of codependency uh, related tools included. And I would say this is for anyone who feels like they have a problem that they resume. And so like I've gotten a lot of letters where people say, ah, I ended up, I always get into this situation in my relationships where I'm too clingy or I lose myself or um, I always feel like I'm uh, a loser and I have imposter syndrome, whatever it is. A word of comfort to all of you who feel that way. It is a forever process. Life is about course correcting and that is the fun of it is that we are constantly growing. It's like if you were in a boating race, you've constantly got to steer that boat. Otherwise, you're just going to go, you know, to a skew to wherever you don't want to end up. So that's a good thing. It's part of living an intentional life. There's no such thing as this is the way I am or this is the problem I have. Life is always changing. So I wanted to invite you to bring to mind any situation that might feel like that for you. If there's anything in your life where you're like, I'm feeling these old rhythms come up or I'm feeling like I'm stuck in an eddy on like uh, on my path or something that's kind of creating drag on me currently. Whatever it is, bring it to mind. I know for me personally, I'm getting way better at using my voice and using it immediately when something is not working. And I'm also able to jump into action uh, when something is creating a negative trend in my life as soon as humanly possible. And I think that is because I let so many problems get so bad in the past that they almost took me out completely. And so now I have that fear of God that it's like, oh, no, 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 this needs to change immediately. And what I learned in the process of surviving and now thriving is that all the resistance I used to have 
was so unnecessary. Like as soon as I notice something isn't working now, I know it's my duty to honor myself and step up no matter what that is. I, it's like I know I have to set a boundary and not in a month or in a year, in a whisper, but in the moment, in a neutral and clear voice, just as plain as day because it's not good or bad. It just is. The truth is neutral. It just is what it is what it is and we don't have to judge it. We're not psychic. We cannot anticipate what it will create and the the gift we can give to ourselves is to just completely disengage from whatever the thing is that we have to voice. Don't judge it. You have no idea what it's going to mean. You have no idea how the other person's going to react. You have no idea what ripples this will affect in your life. So this is a, an episode really about doing that course correcting for yourself as it's happening and as it's needed in your life. And also when it comes to relationships. So if you have imbalances in how you conduct your life or curves that you end up resuming that perhaps are not serving you this is an episode that hopefully will address some of that stuff because sometimes we get to a place where we have been striving toward a certain thing and our priorities change or or we feel like hollow as a result of the thing we thought we wanted and so that that's just part of like you're you're changing your dance steps like that is feedback that's super important information and it just means like oh I want to dance in a new way and how we relate to our life and what it contains is always being renegotiated. And that is a positive, healthy thing. I also think, you know, a good way to think about it is our life has seasons. Like it, all of those stages are necessary as a part of that season. And if you think about it, like when we have a feeling of, let's say, dissatisfaction or hollowness or uh, unhappiness of some kind, that is like a an energy gathering stage. It's like that feedback, that feeling is the impetus for us to start to gather material, to start to build like, you know, a pile of kindling. So for some people that means we need a greater friction point in order to initiate the energy. Like we need more push to create the scale of energy needed for change to occur. And for some people, we're constantly overcorrecting so we we overcorrect and then we overcorrect that but all of that all of these different styles are just the fine-tuning of the dance of change so when something comes to a head in your life just see that for what it is like this is you building up the energy for a, a new desired direction it's it's a jump that's coming and so maybe in your life that is a new stage of being single or maybe that's a feeling of discontent or maybe that's the feeling of fear and dread over a problem. Or maybe it's just a feeling of lack of meaning. Like just whatever it is, I want you to recognize that as the beginning of a season. Like you're about to go into a fuel gathering stage for your next beautiful creation of joy. And life's projects, life seasons are, are all these processes of birthing joy and that comes from our efforts like the scale of that joy comes from our efforts so really what we have to do is just see all of those things as important and respect them and know that the goal is to be earnest in that process of that season to be meaningful in where we put our time and energy to be conscious and know that eventually you know we will reap the benefit of joy because it comes from the breadth 
and the depth of all of the decisions we've made, like how big and how vast they are, how true and authentic your intentions are, how deeply you mean them, how deeply you intend them. So if life were only about joy, you know, it would be kind of boring. Like it would be a single noted experience, like, you know, being on ecstasy all the time. It's like, it's a lot of stimuli, but after a while, it's not very fun. It's just actually becomes like, okay, I've had enough. We need the range of that cycle. So what I wanted to remind you with this long introduction is we are always growing and the goal is to continually grow. It's not to be done growing. It's to continually notice what you want to change and appreciate that process as you watch yourself evolve and move through it. And know that like when you see yourself be different, when you see yourself walking more bravely and conquering something you didn't conquer before, that is so cool. Like that is so exciting to, to shed things that kept us prisoner before is so gratifying. So be able to celebrate that and, and know that like no stage, whatever stage you're in, in your life, there's nothing that is lesser, no matter where you are, you are still learning and you, what you are doing currently is worthy in how it is allowing you to move through a new stage. So if you're feeling like, ah, oh, I'm always having this problem, ah, oh, I messed up, or oh, this is happening, like just step back from that feeling. It's not about fret. It's not about judgment and looking. It's like stamping your feet and looking at your shoes and saying like, wow, they're not walking. Just in that moment, our goal is to become curious. Reframe that condition. What is this here to bring forth in my life? Like, what is this friction uh, bringing in the form of a gift on the other side of this experience? With that, there are three parts to this episode, the what, the why, and the how, the tools. Part one, the what. Whatever that is, the position you resume, like the thing you end up doing or the thing you kind of fall back into. For some people, that means like, you know, maybe you're in an intimate relationship, you start off autonomous and strong, and then you end up kind of losing yourself and feeling clingy or reliant. Another super common one is feeling like you uh, over fixate on your partner or you keep tabs on your partner and what they're thinking and what they want. Another common one is working aggressively toward a goal and then feeling unfulfilled by the outcome of that goal. So feeling like a lack of meaning. And all of these situations are very different, but what they have in common is they signal, huh, this is when I need to get curious. This is an invitation, whatever loop it is. It's an invitation to go deeper and begin to open up the influence of outside resources that we are not currently privy to. And these moments will arise at different stages of our life because we are always recognizing uh, via our upbringing like a new window on our adult lives like we're as we live kind of parallel to the stages uh, our parents lived we're like oh I know what this moment means because my perception of it as a child was blank so we kind of hit these new where awarenesses as we grow into adults and we have to kind of take stock of what they mean to us in contrast to how we felt as a child and we also compare how we were brought up to how we are living as adults and so these new things are activated in in terms of attachment but also in terms of meaning and what we value in life and 
as we hit those things, sometimes our priorities change and what we require and what we crave changes. And then we have to correct. We have to correct our path. For me, there have been many shifts in just what I value and what I find important and what I'm pursuing. Mostly as a form of, um, I think I used to just not be able to receive so much. Like I had that kind of occupied sign on my person where I could not accept because I did not, I had not filled my own cup yet. And so I was constantly chasing external things like success as a form of confidence. And I chased beauty at the cost of health. And that was because I didn't feel the value of my own felt experience. So I wanted to be elite in all of my badges. But now because I can receive, because my felt experience is so valuable to me, now what my goal, my goals are oriented around serenity and balance and safety and wellness and great life ratio, not pain and struggle, not suffering at the cost of whatever badge I want. So part of me couldn't feel pampered, like I couldn't receive pampering or be, or, or enjoy being treated well because of that the receptors were blocked and now that I've cleared them I curate that treatment with how I treat myself so that's just these are all just examples of the kind of growth that I'm talking about that's taking place at all times in all of our lives and whether we can recognize it as growth or not the friction and the snags and the pressure are resulting from the fact that you are growing out of something which brings me to part two, the why. We have default leanings that we often resume when we are, I would say, stretched. So if you get into a place of uh, unconsciousness or like let's say we're not doing consistent self-work or we are taxed, we're feeling vulnerable, compromised by something like stress, we kind of default to the oldest styles of coping. And I would say there are our most animal styles of defense because it's like what we grab when we are in the threatened state. It's like when we're desperate for impact, we grab the base level tools. And as adults, we learn new healthier mechanisms that are, you know, we've either learned them from other people and they create better outcomes or we are tailoring them specifically to our partners. But the ways we learned to survive are kind of what we refer back to when we're not thinking so hard, when we're we're just in a kind of unconscious state. And that could be because, you know, maybe we're just not being, we're not keeping up the maintenance, or it could be you're just taxed. However, all of those, what I would call default coping mechanisms or, or leanings, are also our greatest gifts. Yes, they can get out of balance, but... These are areas where we grew bigger muscles. And so a lot of the time, like those handicaps have created a, a greater unique skill set that can really help us professionally, really can help us in how we navigate the world. So it's really, it's not about throwing them out. It's a, about balancing and making sure we're, we're course correcting. And that is just about putting all of the ducks in a row and becoming aware of all the things that we want and all the things we don't want. Which brings me to part three, the how, the tools. But first, a brief word from our sponsors. 
The tools. So this is about coming back into that little room that is you and yourself and your self-work, maybe with a journal, maybe with whatever practices that help you take stock and put things in order in your mind. So the first tool is just that. It's a journal entry. It's called the inventory. So this is an invite to look at what is happening in your life, what has come to the surface, and anything that has presented as a loop. So whatever needs attention. And so this is kind of like looking at, you know, the dust in the corners and cleaning the house that is your person. So I want to ask you to journal. This is a prompt. Are there habits or routines that you had prior that might feel positive and supportive to you right now? Is there something that is bringing about friction or energy in your life currently? Because there anything that is feeling activating in any shape or form, in any direction. And follow up to that. What is that building energy toward? What direction is that pushing you in? And last question, is there something I need to back away from because I am hyper-focusing right now? Is Is there something that I am trying to control too hard right now that I can release. Second half of this tool is I'm calling it the dusty goal. And that name is meant to be about having a goal that is not necessarily shiny and exciting and flashy, but a goal that is kind of older and really tied to something more holistic for you. I invite you to journal uh, a bigger, broader goal that is more meaningful on all levels for you in your life. What, what might that goal be? For example, one of my holy grail kinds of goals is to own myself, to feel empowered to make change and manage what comes my way, to feel really good about my abilities and maintaining my balance. Another great goal, clarity, feeling uh, clear-headed, feeling rational, feeling balanced, feeling calm, feeling capable of honoring yourself, not being triggered. The next tool is called false idols. And the reason I titled it that is because I think a lot of us in society, I think there just are a lot of false idols promoted in the world. And I think that makes us feel somehow separated from ourselves and our own value because we think we have to be like other idols. Like, oh, unless I'm a celebrity, I, I'm, I don't have value or I don't have a reason for having a, I have no worth as a person. So this idea came about because I was thinking about like, who are you to have an opinion? That's a feeling I often have. Who are you to have an opinion? And then when I have that feeling, I question it. Because I'm like, oh, I am all these things. I am many, many things. And therefore, what is this thing that's telling me I shouldn't have an opinion? And I think it's the kind of structure and artifice that is built by social media and media and fame and commerce and all of the cultural structures that exist that kind of teach us what 
we should aspire toward. But in reality, we are all craving authenticity and we're craving connection. We're craving um, freedom of voice. We're, we're, we're craving someone who speaks their mind openly. And when we hear it, it's like air. It feels like fresh air. So I just want you to think about that for a moment. Like know that we need to have that. We need to have authenticity. We need to have a place in our lives where we can speak freely and watch people express themselves freely and not edit and not misshape ourselves. So this tool is really an invitation to curate that space for yourself. Like how can we curate the space for ourselves in our everyday life so we can feel like we're breathing air. Like this is how we move through our lives with the utmost ability to grow and change in an efficient and healthy way. We need to have a safe environment that appreciates all layers of self, that appreciates all the vibrance and range that is a human being. So if you don't have that currently, I invite you to just plant that seed in your mind to look for it, to seek it out, to create more times when you can have that. All right, the next tool is a mantra. It's called, it's all love. So this is for when you are starting to set a new boundary with someone in your life. Let's say that you've noticed friction, you're noticing a problem in your inventory, and you see that you need to alter a situation that is creating friction. It's really challenging for a lot of people who have uh, issue or past full of codependency because we feel like we're being mean. We feel like we're hurting somebody that we're by changing, by correcting, we are going to disappoint someone else or we're being selfish. But boundaries are all love. Like when you are setting a boundary, it's to help that person. It's to help yourself be healthier. It is all, all love, all attention in, in, in this way is coming from such a healthy and loving place. So in that moment, it'll feel like, oh, but they're mad at me, but I'm hurting them, but they're disappointed. No, it's, it's actually a more true form of love than to lie. Like when we are honest with people about what needs to happen, that is the truest form of respect. We are also honoring their autonomy to live their own lives in that action. All right, similar or related mantra, this next tool, maybe it's okay for me to be the way I am. Or if it feels more appropriate for your situation, maybe it's okay for them to be the way they are. This is a tool for self-judgment or for when we fixate on what other people are doing and wanting them to be different. I think a lot of the time when it comes to recurring loops in relationships, it's like we're resuming an unmet need or someone else is resuming theirs, that original cling, whatever it is. And we get trapped in the resistance and we start to feel like super black and white about the situation. We start to feel like there's no way out. This needs to happen or else there's no solution because this impossible situation exists. So in that feeling, as soon as you notice the black and white reaction, step back, back up from that and borrow instead just the energy of, maybe it's okay for me to feel the way I do. Maybe it's okay for them to feel the way they do. Maybe that is just fine to exist. This imperfect situation is just fine to exist. 
All right, next tool is a another journal entry. This one is called Time, Quality, Cost. So if anyone out there is a project manager, <laughs> this is kind of like a borrowed from your playbook. But I kind of want you to take an inventory of how you are approaching your life from the frame of everything is a negotiation of time, quality, and cost. So meaning whatever you pursue is a negotiation of all three. You can't have all three things be exactly ideal. If you don't have a whole lot of time, it's going to cost more and the, or the quality is going to go down. All of these things are a trade-off. So this is an invitation to journal about kind of taking a biopsy of the, the systems in your life, the routines of your life, the ratios of things happening in your life, and ask what needs tweaking. If Knowing that all of these things are a trade-off, which scale needs to be tipped in what, what direction? If we are struggling to make all things work, what area can you take the pressure off? Like what can you deliberately choose to not make so life and death serious or so overly perfect? And or and or what can we voluntarily choose to not care about so much? Just effort toward that. And just in service of being able to be more efficient in the things in, in pursuing the things that are more important to you. All right, the next tool is mood check. So if you are experiencing discontent or agitation, a lot of the time when we are upset at something, we are really just resisting, accepting something we already know is true. So I just want to ask you to marinate on that. Is there something I need to welcome the truth of in my life? If so, what is that truth? Is it something sad that I need to just mourn over? Is it a wound or an injustice that I need to allow myself to grieve for and just soothe my body over? This is just a reflection, I would say. All right, the next tool is called Embracing Friction. This is kind of a head change tool and in that I just want you to reframe any friction that comes up in your life, not as a sign something is terribly wrong, but as a sign that you are healthy and autonomous and this is a, a sign, something doesn't fit. Like your, your body is naturally rejecting whatever the thing is and is pushing you into a new area of growth. And sometimes that means voicing an opinion, declaring what you think, declaring what you feel. There's so much relief in just getting a word out of your body. It doesn't even have to be like everything is now different. It can be just being able to express your own uh, feelings. That could be the absolute end of what needs to happen. I recently had a situation where I told someone what I wanted them to do differently. And it was a gesture of respect and trust. And that person said back to me, thank you. I loved that because it was immediate and it was direct. And I would say that response is an example of great uh, communication. Like that exchange is an example of great communication and how it allows things to change. I mean, that would be in like an ideal outcome. There's another thing that can happen if you confront someone else in your life. They can react immediately by voicing a void. Like they can't even hear you or the issue anymore. All they can do is feel their own lack. So they might respond with, I'm not enough. I'm not enough. I'm, you can't say anything mean to me because I can't take it. Like that'll be what the exchange is like. 
That's just something for you to be aware of, but it's not a reason for you to not voice a truth. Because even if you don't get the response you want, the words sink in in the private still hours when a person is alone and reflecting. And regardless, it is our duty to honor ourselves and do it in a loving and respectful way. We are constantly uh, ensuring that we're taking care of ourselves. And if we're not doing that, we are dishonoring other people in our lives in addition to ourselves. So friction is how we activate important information to be delivered to ourselves, to those we love. And that is part of just walking an intentional path. To not have that self-examination and self-respect is to not grow. So don't feel bad about friction. All right, next tool is called the drama mask. (laughs) So I want you to picture those like little happy, sad drama masks. This is just a visual frame for you to view, fill in the blank person in your life that is kind of whatever old rhythm has been resumed. Just imagine they have their own version of that mask that is just a thing that comes out. And it it's a way for you to externalize your feelings in response to them. I know this is like very difficult to do if you are in that vortex that is codependency because we constantly get so wrapped up in our ability to create the feelings of someone else. And we think like, oh, but I made them this way and I need to fix it or I need to make their life okay because they're mad at me. Just picture the mask. Picture the mask as the metaphor for the thing they resume, whatever it is, from back in time. And you don't don't create the feelings of someone else. You are a separate entity outside of that person who has their own feelings. But that person's feelings are in hyperbolic sense, all being triggered from some origin point. So these are examples of what that mask might have on it. Maybe it's a giant baby. Like their their response is to just be like, wah, wah, I don't like it. I don't like it. Maybe they're a giant baby. Or maybe that sign is just a big f- pool of water all the way up to their forehead. And they are flooded. There's flood damage. Do not enter. That is a person that is incapable of hearing or seeing a separate person. They're just flooded with their own feelings. Another one might be a closed for renovation sign. They're just, they're in progress. They're in pieces. They cannot handle uh, other complicated layers of emotion from another person. Fill in the blank, whatever feels appropriate for you, but... If you can externalize their feelings in the moment of voicing your needs or your feelings and not take them personally, things just get way less tangled. You're able to say the thing you want and then move on. You're able to express the feelings you have and move on. And it's no longer this weird cryptic dance of like, but I need you to say this, but I need you to say this, but you didn't say it in this way, but you're doing it wrong. That like, that's when you get lost in an outcome. All right, the next tool is called when drugs go bad. (laughs) I don't know if you've had that experience um, where you are on a drug and then suddenly everything just looks, it's something weird that happens where everyone looks hideous and, and dumb and lame and grotesque and it's just like this weird setting where your brain is just seeing everyone as a loser. If that doesn't translate to your life experience, don't worry about it. It's not a fun experience to have and it's not something I want you to try. Either way. 
there's a thing that can happen if you're chemically off balance in a very specific way. It's kind of like a loss of meaning, but applied to feeling like everybody's stupid and everyone's dumb and you hate everybody and every, everyone is an idiot. Like if you start to notice that your brain is defaulting to that, it's a perception. It, this tool is just to recognize like, oh man, my drugs have gone bad. So if you're noticing yourself saying things like, "Ugh, they are such idiots, but to like pervasively everyone around you or, oh my God, they're so annoying. That is just a sign there's some alignment that is off and you need a little love and care. We need to fill, regenerate our levels. We need, there's a, I'm going to guess it's a glucose thing, but either way, I need to rest and restore because this is not the way the world works. This is not the way, way the world looks. When we are healthy and balanced and rested and restored, the default setting is like, oh, I love people. People are great. Wow. People are awesome. People, the world is great. The world is wonderful. That's like the default that your brain wants to get back to. So I hope all of those tools are helpful. I hope you enjoyed it. And uh, before I close, I want to thank all of my latest sponsors. I appreciate you all so much. And anyone who has the means to make a donation, uh, you can head to yaywithme.com and click donate or visit me on Patreon. If you don't have the means, I totally understand. If you could leave me a review or share this with someone you think would help, that would be great as well. And in closing, I just want to say if you are in a little eddy and you're feeling like a little stuck or like you've hit a snag and you've gone in a loop, you're not broken. This is just, this is normal and it's also healthy. So really notice the friction points and call them out. Use your voice and call them out. When we resist looking at these things, they tend to get worse and then they explode. Eventually we like say we can't take it anymore or we swallow shit until we just think it's, we're lucky to have it. So really respect where your body is feeling like I want change and know that we naturally grow out of what keeps us small or unhappy. Just like weeds break through the concrete that's so thick and so heavy, we too, as just a natural path, we want to reach the sun. We want to reach autonomy and freedom and balance and happiness. So allow yourself to move toward wherever the sun is currently at this stage in your life and know that you will always be new. So never judge yourself by old standards. You are always changing, including what you yearn for at this stage of your life. And uh, know that the course correction opportunities will arise at various stages because thankfully we're always evolving. This is what we do. We grow. We continue to change. And with that, we deepen and our priorities change and they become, I would say, deeper, bigger, more meaningful. So I send you my love and don't forget to smile.
Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.